This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, gents. My apologies for it taking a bit longer than uh, expected. I'm trying to run the Armfield Club as well at the same time and it's got a little bit busy. <laughs> anyway, right. And I've also been trying to remember everything because... Uh, Strange occasions these, as you can well imagine. Right, so, uh, went to the club. The present Ben Mansford, Brett Geraghty, Nick Horn, Steve Rowland with the club. Um, Luke Garbett, Morgan Rogers, James Husband, Chris Maxwell and Kenny Dougal. And I took Higgy with me. So we all sat down in the Heineken Lounge. Uh, ben Mansford just gave a little bit of a overview because the players were a little bit, um, how would you say, maybe a little bit of trepidation about what it was all about, really. So he just gave a little bit of an overview that some things I'd said and about the training ground and going down there and everything like that. So then it was just sort of passed to me then. So I went... First and foremost, just to show the players that the only reason I was talking about coming down the training ground was nothing to do with them. It was really to do with the management of the team and how everything's been going lately and the fact that we don't agree with the selections, tactics and so forth. So then I went off like I do (laughs) about this football club and how great and wonderful it is. And also about the fact that, look, I'm here representing all of the fans of Blackpool, or sorry, I, I did correct myself, I said the majority, because not everyone will always agree, but the majority of fans that I know have all messaged and texted and everything, and all seem to be singing on the same hymn sheet. So I explained that, that we're representing a large portion of fans, and I want to explain to you that we all have the belief in the players. No matter what things have been said, by managers previous and present that we believe this team is far greater than the position it's in in this championship and that it has full ability to save us from a pending relegation. The, um, I then went on to explain to them about the history of the football club, about 
where we've come from, why we've got a fan base that might seem like it's super engaged and wants to be in there all the time and want to know more than maybe other clubs they've been at might want to know because we've been through a period of time under the Oysters that the and this is obviously what I was explaining to them that you've, they'll have all heard of the Oysters and you will have no doubt grasped what was going on but you probably don't realise to the levels and extent so I went into it about how people boycotted how people put things on the line how people lost jobs how people were sued how and that out of all of this there was a collective effort across this town and the fan base to 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 oust the oysters and we did everything we needed to do that one man on his own or one fan on his own couldn't do that we all had to come together that fans that would nece- not necessarily ever be in the same social circles or have the same friendships all came together and as a collective the greater sum of our parts we managed to beat them and get them out and save this football club because, mark my words, we might not have had a football club for you to play at. So that was getting that over to them about why we are how we are, why we expect and have certain standards um, to do with effort and commitment and that we can settle for going up and down the leagues. We're Blackpool Football Club. I explained to them that since 2009, we've been to four Wembley's, Finals. We've been to the bottom of the league. We've boycotted for four years. We've been back up to the championship. Some of these football clubs have never moved. We're used to roller coaster rides. It's fitting with the town. But what we don't want is to go down with a whimper. We want to go down fighting. The greater sum of our parts will see us through. And we have to build on this. We know we're not Manchester United. We know we're not Manchester City. We know we haven't got 60,000, 70,000 fans and multi-millionaire shakes banging money at us left, right and centre. But that's irrelevant because if it was relevant, every other football club in the country might as well pack up, just give all the trophies to Man United and Man City because they've got the most fans and the most money and call it a day. We have to use everything we've got. And I went into the fact that, look, I think you've been hamstrung by managerial decisions, managerial tactics. I think you've been hamstrung by the club giving away the East stand to which the players were smiling. And then James Husband sort of spoke up in terms of that's his bugbear and always has been. Um, so then I said to Ben there you go Ben say well you made your view clear on that I said yeah well that's for you to sort it out isn't it you know I know you've got financial implications but that's not giving this team the best of of the chance to stay up Um, so we went through that Um, we sort of got onto the Preston game in particular and all the surrounding well shenanigans for want of a better word that seemed to appear or it certainly seemed to be uh, perceived the way that players were having breakfast on their own, players were arriving on coaches on their own, team sheets were getting released and that this never gave us any chance of ever going there and winning with the right mentality. So James Husband spoke on that point in terms of explaining how the team always meet, they go through the same routine, they always have a meeting point, they go there, that that day was no different in that respect to the players. It's a case of, we've got another match, we've got to go. We, they know it's different to the fans, but in their sort of preparations, it was we eat three and a quarter hours before a game. So we're all meeting at the Marriott Hotel, three and a quarter hours before the game, we're all going to eat together, and then it builds up from there. But they, they did recognise, everyone there and everyone in, in on the board, that the perception was not right to, to that point of all these things going on, certainly after a result like that. 
So, um, sorry, I'm just trying to think where we went on from there. Chris Maxwell spoke uh, very well, and all the players spoke very well, by the way. Chris Maxwell spoke about training, the levels of intensity, the fact that he's probably not had this intense training before, uh, or to these levels, it's, it's absolutely bang on, that the players are fully committed, that they were hurting after the Preston game, they've all gone and analysed their roles in that, and, and he even said, I've gone over and over again, why didn't I check that wall again? It was my fault, why didn't I check that wall again? And I've played it over and over and over in my head. This is what he's saying. And he said, you know, we're never going to hurt as much as fans, of course, but they're hurting as professional footballers playing for this club that they all think the world of. And they've, they've got to put these things right. Now, Morgan Rogers spoke of his time and said that he'd previously been out on loan three times and he came here. And he said he wasn't really expecting much if he's on it, just... just They'd never been to Blackpool before. Came here and he said that first game against Nottingham Forest, could not believe the fans, the atmosphere. He said, every time I go on that pitch now, that's what I crave. Absolutely love it. And and to be honest, for a young lad, what a what a what a good grown-up, sensible bloke. And really, really buys into the Blackpool um sort of fan base and says how important it is. Obviously, this went back and forth, as Lowe's been said. We're all saying stuff. I'm, I'm predominantly giving it positivity around all this, that, that we, I want you to know that all the fans are behind you. We can do this. There's seven games, 21 points. We effectively need 13 and we'll stay up. And you've got the ability to beat all seven of these clubs. You know that. And I know it's down to tactics and things as well. And that can be addressed between yourselves, stepping up, saying things between the board, everything like that. Um, but I want you to know that we are all behind you and you show any intent on Friday to win that game, not to sort of sit back on the intent and the intensity to win that game, that ground will erupt. And the only thing I can promise you is I will do my best to get them fans and everyone told and we need to get that ground whipped up into a frenzy. But you've got to do it as well. You've got to give it us and we will do it. And from then on for the rest of that season, we will get behind and let's drag each other out of it. I explained to them that, look, I'm an old man in comparison to you. Now you're all young lads, but I'm still a boy in my heart and my head. And you've got my dreams at your feet on this pitch. Just like when you look around the stadium and the other thousands of people, you've got our dreams at your feet and you've also got our nightmares. You're playing with all of our dreams and Please look at it like that and do whatever you need to do. Give it that extra percent, give it that little extra stretch at the back post and knock an header in, do whatever you need to do. Um, trying to think then, Luke Garbutt spoke uh, a bit about the positivity and that the players really do believe that they have the ability. There's nothing swaying them from that. They, they know that they're good enough. They know that they've got the right players. They know that they can do it between them and they're going to do everything they can. Um, and then, sorry, you can imagine it was a, quite a long meeting. I'm going back and forth on a few things. Um, and also, my battery is about to run out in one day, so I'm going to have to cut this short and then continue it when I put it on charge. But before it does die... By the end of this, we are going up. 
sorry, we are staying up. <laughs> I wish we were going up. We are staying up. Or we're going to give ourselves a chance. These players have got the bit between the teeth. They were excited tonight. I think they thought they were coming in for a bit of a slanging match with 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 us or, or with me, particularly. I don't know what they'd been sort of told the dress, but that certainly wasn't the case. Nothing against these players. These players are our heartbeat of the club. And now they know it. And now they know we're all behind them. And it's our job now to get behind them, get them up for this game, and let's kick on from there. But I'll be back with a few more things shortly. Like I say, 1%, and I don't want this message to uh, cut off. So I'll see you shortly. Hello, everybody. Back. Phone charge. Sorry about that. We've had a busy old club tonight, and uh, I've been running back and forwards. And also trying to recall and remember everything that was going on and, and it's gone on tonight. So, uh, looking back, just having a little listen to what where I tried to finish off before. Um, the players, so Kenny Dougal spoke very well afterwards. He said, I can see the passion and hear the passion. Um, it's undoubted from the players' view, the fans, they've, they've never played any of them every, anywhere that's got a fan base like that. Um, totally buy into it totally understand that that helps them along all the time and when that ground's bouncing how intimidating it is for away fans how intimidating it is for the away players the opposition the realise that it hasn't all gone to plan this season for whatever reason that's not through their effort and this is what I was trying to convey to them all night that we understand that but we are seven games to go and by hook or by crook, we have to find a way to do this. And hence why I wanted to be there tonight, I was trying to be there tonight. Um, I do view it as representing more people. It's not, it's not me. It's the, 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 a lot of views are similar. We all understand about the team selections and things. And But we wanted to, to get across to them that we believe. So they need to believe. And... We expect, uh, explained that this has happened at this football club before, under 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 tyrants that were running this football club. That a man called Ian Holloway came along and made everybody believe. Everyone thought he was daft at the start, thinking we can go up Blackpool. Wouldn't wouldn't have a word said against it. Wouldn't have any disrespect for this football club. And that's how we have to be. This is a famous football club across the country, across Europe, across the world. And he wouldn't have it. And everyone bought into it. And he made the players buy into it. And then the fans bought into it. And the club bought into it. And everyone around bought into it. And all of a sudden, there we are on the cusp of promotion to the Premier League. And he achieved it. And then he went to the Premier League and didn't say we're going there to defend. Like, we're going to attack the Premier League. And we did. And for whatever reason, we didn't end up achieving the uh, goal of staying up. But... As I explained to him a bit more, if maybe if we had stayed up, maybe we wouldn't have got rid of the owners after that because maybe they were going to be a little bit too rich at that point for us to even impact it. But So whatever happens at this club happens for a reason and that happened and now here we are today in far better hands, a far better structure, far better club being built with foundations and we, we love it, we want them all to be part of it and just try to make them understand that the honour they've got of playing for this football club because like I said before they're playing with our dreams and the dreams, our dreams are at their feet 
And to be honest, look, they couldn't have been more receptive of it. They were absolutely bang up for it. I have no doubt in my mind that they know what they need to do, that they are up for it. They're not taking it lightly. The training right. We've got our views. Obviously, you understand it's very difficult for me and I was trying to... I can't put them on the spot in terms of trying to ask them what they think about current managers because they're not going to be able to respond to it. So I was trying to go the other route in just making sure they know that we are fully behind them. And I think, as I said before, I promised them that what we can do is deliver an atmosphere starting on Friday that they can play in and thrive in if they give us some intent that they're going to try and win that game by whatever measures they need to take. Um, we went on from there to Brett and Ben saying their pieces about the club, about the um, about the, the abilities of the club, the players, that they believe in all that as well. And, and listen, understand because I'm with you lot. Right at this moment in time, I can't understand why Mick McCarthy's still there. But... That was sort of spoken about afterwards, once the players had left. And all I can sort of report on that, because I don't know, they weren't going to tell, certainly not going to leak any team sheets to, are they? After recent people. But they just said, wait till Friday. Now, hopefully that means, or I'll take it as that means, that somebody has been read the right act and been told that they need to start playing attacking football to get us out of this shit because that's the only way we're going to get out of it so the overriding message is we've all got to get on board this we know this look we're Blackpool and we can sort anything out and do anything and there's negativity of course and look I've already read it now online a few people before we've written this saying why is it fun having to go to the football club to do that I get that as well it's not it's not conducive of a perfectly functioning football club, but it is Blackpool. There are strange things that go on, but we find a way. And I don't know whether tonight, us saying what we've said, the fans saying what we're saying is going to have any impact. But if it has half a percent impact, it might just do. And we've got to we've got to play on everything we can because I just look at like you know this whole situation, life in general. Don't do anything; nothing's going to happen. So let's just hope we can just raise the roof on Friday. It's our job now. I've promised them players that we're going to raise that roof. So it's our job now to, to do that. And then we can only take it from there after that. But if I can give anyone the peace of mind that I fully believe what them players were saying to me tonight and they were fully engaged and I think they were they were excited. They said, thank you for telling us about the history of the football club because, yes, they do know bits, but not to that level, not, not with that sort of emotion and passion sort of behind it. And they, they, they will relay this to everybody else. And also, these are the senior people. Morgan Rogers was there representing the younger players in the team. But like I said earlier, really well-spoken, grounded uh, young, young man. And... I have no doubt that the players have fully belief in their ability. They fully believe that we can stay up. 
and they fully believe that we're going to go and beat Cardiff on Friday. So, over to us. Let's get out early. Let's get bouncing. Let's get that atmosphere going. And let's bring it home. And let's give ourselves the belief, the players the belief, and let's just stay up because we don't deserve to be down there. As I said to him, this fan base does not deserve anything less. It's been shit on for a long time over the years. It doesn't deserve anything less than 100% effort, commitment and desire. And we'll give it you, you give it us and you watch what happens. So, yeah, disappointing in a way that McCarthy might wasn't there tonight, but to be honest, he wouldn't have been right. What I've been thinking about that all day in terms of, well, if he, was, if he had been there, was there, that's only going to end up with me telling him a few old trees and what's that going to do? It's just going to cause uh, mayhem, I suppose, which I do like a bit of that, as we all know. <laughs> but I don't think that would have achieved what we're trying to achieve in terms of seven games to go, 21 points. Let's get as many as we can and let's make them players see that we're absolutely 100% behind them, love them, and this is Blackpool Football Club. And we are where we need to be and where we belong in the championship and above. So, I hope I've passed it over as best I can. I've tried. I've given it our piece, give it our, our thoughts and our views to them. And let's hope it just clicks a button somewhere and we can, we can start to uh, climb out of this mess. Anyway, good night and I will see you soon. Ciao. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.